Listen to better music and listen to music better. Welcome to True Tunes at 45 RPM, the short form version of the ongoing conversation you'll hear on the True Tunes podcast and in the digital pages at truetunes.com. And now your host, John J. Thompson. This week, I want to continue our exploration of the roots and underlying inspiration for this whole True Tunes conversation by revisiting a bit more of my time with poet, teacher, artist, and pastor Steve Scott a couple of years back. Many old school True Tunes fans will remember Steve from his Exit Records album, Love in the Western World, as well as several volumes of spoken word performances set to found sound ambience and loops. Steve came to my home in East Nashville to read some of his poetry and to talk about his latest project, a deep dive into the Gospel of John, which he had come to understand as a profoundly artistic cultural critique of both secular Roman culture and the calcified temple system of the nation of Israel. It was a fascinating and challenging evening that included a significant time of conversation with the audience following his presentation, which I found to be both practical and aspirational. When you talk to Christians about the arts, there are two things that happen. One is, is that there are going to be those people that unconsciously default towards the marketplace, the industry. And they're going to look at how many Newsboys albums have sold, how many Thomas Kincaid paintings, what the box office return on God's Not Dead is. Mm-hmm. And they're going to say, look, we're moving the needle. What's the problem? It doesn't matter that the people on the outside are just going, this, this, the painting is bad, the music is derivative, and it's terrible filmmaking. All these guys can see is the bottom line and the assumption of some sort of incremental impact on the larger community, which is actually not going to happen. All that really happens is that the image of the Christian subculture calcifies even further. Then on the other hand, There'll be those that say, oh yeah, well you need the, if you want to know what good art is, you need to read this. And invariably, you're going to start with someone like, I'm going to start throwing out names, the Princeton Lectures of Abraham Kuyper, Dutch theologian, or the Neo-Kuyperians like Calvin Seerveld, Hans Ruckmacher, so on and so forth. Or if you're a Catholic, you can read, you know, Hans von Balthasar's 12 volumes on theological aesthetics, or you can read Eastern Orthodox stuff on the icons. You can read the very good books, very accessible books of Jeremy Begbie on music, theology, and the arts. But there's going to be these two camps. Those that say, I like my Kincaid paintings, and this, this album's got, makes my, my feet tap, and at least, at least the lyrics aren't like that secular stuff. <laughs> or people say, no, 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 you, you need to like really dig in and read all this stuff and develop a systematic theology of culture and an understanding of beauty and things like that. Those of us in the middle are not going to do that. The industry and the marketplace and the academy, using the same words but talking very, very different language and talking past each other. Which is why I began to think about the Gospel of John. Because the Gospel of John provides a very palpable concrete example of creative cultural engagement that is missionally driven and yet addresses what 
what would be called a deconstructive critique of the imperial Caesar structure, not just in the high language that we associate with Jesus, but in, in what John writes about with Jesus and Pilate and, and those guys. There's a somewhat transformative critique, if you like, where John both criticizes, but then takes elements of it and turns them around, of the Old Testament tradition. A lot of the, and the temple traditions, a lot of those things, Jesus has replacing the temple as the one better than Moses is talked about in John's book. So John models for us how to take aspects that are already there and subvert them in such a way that they point towards Jesus. We all read John. Everyone reads John, but we read John for either personal transformation or theological information. Looking at it as a manual for cultural critique and cultural engagement is not quite there yet. But rather than reading Abraham Kuyper and von Balthasar and Jacques Maritain and all those guys, we all have a copy of the Gospel of John. You hear it preached Sunday in, Sunday out. So why not do something which, through songs, but then initially opens up the inquiry for people who have got, what are these songs about? Who is this guy? Some people are going to say, what's behind these songs in terms of the characters being described? Whereas other people are going to go, what can we do that learns from the kind of creativity and the creative thinking that John obviously did, and that John obviously did as an obedient act to Jesus' commissioning as the Father sent me, so send I you. So I'm proposing John as a middle way because the academic end of things has its own problems. The marketplace end of things has its own problems. The Gospel of John is something that's regarded as scripture and has its own integrity, both in terms of what it does to you when you read it, but also what it models for you in terms of creativity. So some people reading the Gospel of John will become followers of Jesus. Other people reading the Gospel of John might end up becoming creative like John. So here we are, believing that critique is valuable, that beauty is worth seeking out and celebrating, and recognizing that it is so important to avail ourselves of mentors and guides like Steve Scott as we seek to become wise appreciators of beauty. I realize how blessed I was to have things like the Cornerstone Festival in my life, where I could rub shoulders with people like Steve Scott and so many others who inspired me to take art as seriously as it deserves to be taken, to honor it as the gift that it is. That's what this is all about, friends. We don't have a festival like Cornerstone anymore, at least not yet. But through this podcast, we are attempting to spark conversations, gather and regather a tribe, and support each other on this journey. Run Out Groove is coming, and that means it's time to go. If you dig the show, please subscribe and spread the word. Also, please leave us a review and a rating at Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to our email list at truetunes.com. Follow us on Facebook at TrueTunesNow, and find and follow our weekly Spotify gallery stage mixtape. You can find me on Twitter at John J. Thompson and on Instagram at TheOnlyJJT and at TrueTunesMusic. And you can support the show through our Patreon.com slash community or via a one-time tip linked on the show notes page. There's also some sweet swag available at truetunes.threadless.com. 
tell your friends about the show, post it on your socials, and let us know what you think. Thanks. True Tunes at 45 RPM is produced by John J. Thompson and Bruce A. Brown for Gyroscope Productions and is intended for the private use of our listening audience. The contents are protected by U.S. copyright law and are the intellectual property of Gyroscope Productions, with the exception of songs or clips that are from previously copywritten materials. Everything on this episode is used by permission or under fair use provisions. Thanks for listening. Cheers. We'll see you next time.